Welcome to Conversations with Irvine City Council Member Larry Agren. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar, and joining us today is Council Member Larry Agren to talk about the November 9th City Council meeting in which there were a number of important issues brought up, not the least of which is the All-American Asphalt Plant. One of the issues that was brought up last night was the truck routes through these neighborhoods that are in proximity to the All-American Asphalt Plant. What was it that caught your attention about that discussion? Well, this is a, kind of a marginal part of the problem. We have, uh, with the All-American Asphalt Plant, a major polluter, uh, toxic emissions, carcinogenic, uh, as well as toxic emissions that are affecting uh, the entire northern part of our city. The specific item on the agenda was uh, dealing with truck traffic and truck routes associated with the hauling of tons and tons of asphalt on a daily basis. And the problem has been that these trucks, many of them uncovered, are traveling through residential neighborhoods, uh, creating more in the way of toxic pollution and its spread, but a safety hazard as well. A health problem, a safety problem, and a dire need for regulation by the uh, city itself. I know that one of the things that you have proposed in the past regarding the All-American Asphalt Plant has been for a hotline, and there was some action on that last night. What happened? Yes, yes, there was. Um, Actually, there was some inaction. I proposed some action, which was to uh, install at City Hall a code enforcement and public health hotline to take complaints that are being filed by the hundreds of complaints about the, not just the odors, but the adverse health effects associated with the diminished air quality in that air shed uh, next to the plant. Many residents, thousands and thousands live there, and the uh, life that they're experiencing is just uh, dreadful. Uh, They're experiencing not only these odors and fumes, but the Health effects of burning eyes, sore throats, headaches, and these are the manifestations of these toxic pollutants that are being experienced every day. Well, in the past, they've been making complaints to the Air Quality Management District, which is a state agency that's been entirely unresponsive to these complaints. And it was my suggestion, complaints should be filed uh, through a hotline at City Hall a code enforcement and public health hotline so that we would begin to accumulate a registry as to these incidents and the consequential adverse health effects so that those could be then forwarded to the state. It would be an evidentiary registry of these uh, resident complaints that could then be uh, filed with the Air Quality Management District, but frankly, could also become part of litigation, litigation that we're engaged in now and litigation that may be engaged in in the future. Sad to say, my hotline proposal was uh, pretty much dismissed by the other council members. They talked about installing some kind of app on a city hall website and so forth. Uh, That's not the kind of uh, hotline and urgent action that we need. I voiced my strong sentiment that uh, we had to do better than that. They objected to the fact that it might cost the city ultimately as much as $800,000 
$800,000 to do that in the course of a year. And uh, my reaction to that is uh, $800,000 to protect the health and safety of thousands of Irvine residents. You got to be kidding. This city spends $800,000 just to turn on the lights in the morning. Protecting the health and safety is first and foremost. So I was uh, disappointed with that. I did uh, take the opportunity to voice my view, which I've held from the beginning. The only way we are going to deal effectively with this all-American asphalt plant and its toxic emissions and carcinogenic emissions of some of the most dangerous uh, chemicals around, the only way we're going to effectively deal with it in a comprehensive way is by shutting that plant down. Uh, That's what I'm going to be working on in the weeks ahead. You're listening to Conversations with Irvine City Council Member Larry Agren, and you can find out more about Council Member Agren and his positions and his policy initiatives by going to councilmemberlarryagren.org to find out more. Well, Larry, I know there was another important item on the agenda last night. It had to do with the Orange County Power Authority. What happened last night? Well, let me just uh, say a word or two about the Power Authority itself. This Orange County Power Authority uh, was uh, an idea that was adopted uh, by the City Council in 2019. That was before I returned to the Council. Uh, The idea was that Irvine would take the lead in association with other cities to create an Orange County Power Authority, an alternative to the provision of electricity through Southern California Edison. The thought was that the power authority without shareholders in the picture could provide cleaner, renewable sources of electrical power and to actually move toward 100% renewables at a price that would be less than what SCE, Southern California Edison, was charging for electricity. That was the idea. In practice, however, uh, this uh, has not worked out that way at all. The city of Irvine has already put in $7.5 million into the establishment and readiness of the Orange County Power Authority to actually roll out uh, its program in the spring to be an alternative to Southern California Edison. Fact of the matter is, Southern California Edison, uh, it appears, will be providing more in the way of renewables in its energy mix, in its electrical mix, and it will be delivering it at a price that is uh, apparently going to be less than what the Orange County Power Authority will be charging. Uh, This spells disaster for the Power Authority. Fact of the matter is, it may not even get successfully launched. That's my fear. And last night, uh, there was a question of subordination of a $5 million loan while the power authority is borrowing money from a bank to acquire power and get ready to deliver electrical power uh, starting commercially in the spring and then to residents uh, in the fall of 2022. While they're uh, moving ahead to do all that, if they had to publish a prospectus, I think it, uh, it would suggest that this isn't going to work out at all. I've asked that the power authority 
make a comprehensive presentation to our own city council. I haven't had a comprehensive presentation, a briefing, a public briefing on this matter since I was sworn in. That's a whole year ago. I've been pushing for that, but under this abhorrent, uh, undemocratic rule of two, none of my council colleagues would uh, second that proposition to put it on the agenda for discussion. So I talked about it uh, last night in connection with this subordination of loan, a kind of an esoteric uh, point, but it allowed me to raise the larger question of the Orange County Power Authority and how the uh, Irvine taxpayers and ratepayers appear on the verge of being uh, the losers for this uh, ill-advised effort. So Larry, where do we go from here? Well, the Orange County Power Authority now has $7.75 million that came from our Irvine Asset Management Fund. I'm going to continue to press my council colleagues. I'm going to insist upon a presentation, a full public briefing uh, by the uh, Orange County Power Authority, by our city officials as well, as to what's going on. Because if they can't successfully launch and the signs are not good, and if they can't successfully compete with SCE, Southern California Edison, then this uh, Orange County Power Authority is going to fail. And when they fail, they will be taking our $7.75 million with them. Mike, stay tuned. I'm sounding the alarm, and I, uh, I think there's more to this story that will be coming. Thank you, Larry. Thank you. We've been speaking with Irvine City Council Member Larry Agron. To find out more about Council Member Agron, you can go to councilmemberlarryagron.org.